In this episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, I'm joined by rapper, singer, songwriter, and actress Diamonique, a.k.a. Neek. Uh, this was a great episode, man, because I was uh, connected to Neek from my colleague and friend TC from Where Begins Magazine. Want to give a shout out to her. And um, Neek has a very interesting story, man. She has been doing uh, entertainment for a long, long time. And she's had the pleasure of working with some amazing, well-known people in the industry, like John B., Exhibit, DJ Quick, The Avidabuckers, and Snoop Dogg, just to name a few of the people that she's worked with. And um, that's also led her to also expand into the acting world, where she has been a part of some really amazing projects, one of which was called End of Watch, where she was able to, the role that she actually uh, got for the movie was for initially created for a male character, but the director loved her so much that he gave her the role, and she was initially was asked to cut her hair because she has long, beautiful hair, but she understood the power of her brand, and what she was building as an independent artist and knew that, that she couldn't do that and was willing to walk away from the role, but the director loved her so much that they allowed her to keep the role. Um, so that was just amazing to to see it, to, 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 to see how much she understood the power of her of her brand. And uh, yeah, we end the episode talking about just all the amazing things she has going on and her relationship that she has with Lunch the Great. No, I'm sorry, with Lunch the General, my bad. Um, and what they've been able to create as Lunch and Neek and all the amazing things that they're doing, being from the West Coast, being from the IE and the Empire. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast. And I'm joined by a wonderful talent uh, who I would just happen to get connected with recently. Uh, my homegirl, uh, Dominique. Dominique, am I saying your name right? It's uh, Diamonique, like Dia. Yeah. Okay, Diamonique. I want to make sure it's right. So it's Diamonique. So I apologize. It's a hard one. I don't know why I picked it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people definitely can miss. Yeah, they miss, always they always mess it up. So I said, just call me what you want, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll say Neek. <laughs> so, yeah, Neek. That's why I shortened it for me and Lunch's program uh, project. I was like, you know what? Let's just go with Lunch and Neek. Make it easy for everybody. Exactly. That's way easy. We can't mess that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we recently got connected on the while people over at Word Begins Magazine and the I Model Booth and Games Roundtable, where yeah. I was on the panel judging, uh, well, we'll say judging, reviewing. Yeah. Uh, you and Neek's uh, music together. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah me and Lunch's project music. I mean, you're you and Lunch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You and Lunch. Yeah, so, that was that was, that was was really cool. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but definitely want to get into your story. Like, so, well, so where are you originally from? You're from the West Coast? Originally? Yeah, I'm born and raised over here in the West Coast, man. Yeah. Okay, I was born, born in L.A. County, Um, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Monterey Park, Whittier area. No, 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 I don't know. So I don't know anything really. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to San Francisco in oh. 2003, and like, we drove through LA, but I don't really know. I think I was sleeping. We drove through LA, so it's been. So I don't really. I have. I don't really go to the West that much. 
it's probably the only time I've actually been that far west. Um, but cool, yeah. So what? Well, that's 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 so that's Southern Cali, right? Yeah, Southern Cali. So I was born out there, but um, when I was ten, we moved out this way. Um, my mom brought us out this way because just to get us away from LA and everything going on over there, and um, you know, it was cheaper east so we're like 40 45 minutes east of la that's where where i'm at now where i, where I pretty much grew up in the inland empire okay so what's that so what's that what's the difference between the inland empire and what people consider la people who don't not from there um well the, like the there's just like different counties like there's la county and then there's there's san Bernardino county there's riverside county but i'm i'm san Bernardino county I don't okay. know if you've heard san Bernardino before yeah but. i have yeah I have. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. That's cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. And so uh, I would like to ask this question, you know, what's your earliest memories of music? I love this question because I always get really cool answers when people answer this question. What do you remember Man. about music that kind of just drew you in at an early age? Um, you know, just honestly, like my, my, both my parents, they, they're like, into a lot of different styles of music mm -hmm. especially my dad he had like a wide range of music so um like i don't know i it just it's crazy like everything from from oldies soul music to to funk um rap my dad's the one who first uh, introduced me to to rap and it was it was nwa and easy -E. <laughs> <laughs> legends so, legends yeah so that's uh -huh. that's what i when I, you know in the sugar hill gang actually he i remember being like little and him playing that so that's like the first hip-hop record i ever heard and then you know uh nwa easy -E, and all this. then i started just i loved it um i started listening to east coast rap yeah. um but yeah, I got in, got into that and just just loved hip hop and soul music. Uh, those are my favorites. Right yeah, there. definitely, man. Hip hop. Yeah. yeah, man. You know, hip hop is such a it's culture, man. Even yeah. you know, a lot of people they don't know hip. You have hip hop and you have rap, and hip hop is really culture. Obviously, rap is the personification of that yeah. culture. But hip hop, yeah. you know, hip hop is still such a young genre compared to all the other genres that we that we that we come to know and love over the years right and it's just it's just great man hip-hop hip-hop in its purest form is positivity yeah i feel like what's marketed sometimes commercially marketed can can seem like it's negative but if you break down hip-hop in its purest form what it was yeah. created to do it's nothing about positivity in my opinion yeah yeah it's a it's a big difference i mean I've done both, you know, like I got records where I'm rapping and talking some shit, you know, <laughs> right, um, I got you. but I got them, I got some positive records too, that real hip hop, because that's, you know, it's, that's just what, what, what's in me, what's instilled. Yeah, and I think, there's a, look, there's a time to make those commercial records, those records where you talk a little shit, there's a, yeah. it's okay, that's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I think hip hop has so many sub, sub genres within the genre, I think. Not everybody yeah. falls within the same thing. I don't think right, everybody right. has to do the same thing. Right. You just have to do what feels good and feels true to you. So I'm totally, totally with yeah. that. And, you know, everybody, everybody doesn't have to like what you do. I think people right. have this misconception that people, everybody has to, to like right. And not everybody's yeah. going to like what you do or is going to appeal to what, 
is what appeal to everybody. It's just I tell people all the time when you, especially when you're marketing, trying to figure out your brand and stuff that you know, it's just serious things about what you're doing because there's so many artists out here who are, who come into this come into this industry just because they think they want to chase fame. And what yeah. I talk about is, are are you serious about being around for a long time? Because if you are especially these days, because there's no record company coming to save you, coming to change the game for you. Yeah, uh, you, have to, <laughs> right, you have to understand your brand and all that stuff and what comes along with that and the message and the problems you solve for your audience and all the stuff I teach about fan engagement and why that stuff matters because so many new artists don't even think about these things, but they want to have longevity. <laughs> and unfortunately, the industry is not built to give you longevity. It's yeah. built for you to be here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I, the beautiful thing about being being in the industry today is that if you do it right and you set the foundation correctly, you can be around for a long time. I literally just, as we're recording this, a couple of hours ago, I got a, a Facebook message from a, a, a friend of mine that has a friend that just released a new single and he's in a, Caribbean type band and he's like well can you help me get on YouTube and get it to get millions of views I said <laughs> and I, I wasn't mad at the guy because he just doesn't understand but yeah. it's like everybody wants to fast track there's nothing, they want the they want the likes and the there's views nothing so quick about <laughs> this man like I, I wish people would understand if you're mm -hmm. trying to pursue music professionally this is something you want to do understand that it's a slow ass burn yeah because this and, is art and art is art is subjective once yeah. you put it in the marketplace you don't know what's going to happen right right you, have, you could think you have the greatest songs and the greatest project you don't know and every artist does too yeah like, we all think our our stuff's like the best <laughs> and then when you get it out there people gonna tell you what they really think about it not you know yeah. what i mean so, okay. so i always tell people like understand why you're doing this what's your why yeah. If it's to reach millions and millions of people, that's going to require millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. You yeah. know, there's, exactly. you know, there's there's not there's no way around it. You know, so I just wish people would understand that concept of and ask themselves why they're doing this. I mean, okay, you say you want to get on YouTube and get millions of views. Okay, well, what? Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You want to say something? No, I was saying, well, what it is too is like artists get, uh, they there's like this illusion and facade, you know, what they yeah. see of what mm -hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the rappers show, like, and it's not really real. So that's what is a big misconception with everything. And later they find out like it ain't what it what yeah, you think not, it is. It's not really what it is. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's what the yeah. with, with the labels. There's a lot of there's a machine behind a lot of these artists that are pumping pumping a lot of things into them that's why that's why it happens with one percent you know everybody's trying to get to the one percent yeah what happens to the other 99 percent that's in the marketplace right you know what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> like nothing you know what i mean so yeah um yeah so tell me so when did you know you wanted to pursue music professionally or pursue the arts professionally when did you go when did you know that um uh, well going back back to that question you had asked too like when i was a kid i just was always drawn to music um 
Mm-hmm. I used to perform at the family gatherings. I'd take like a little bag with me and I would have like three three changes of clothes in there. And I would like change my clothes every, every time I do another song. <laughs> right. And right. I would just love to entertain. That's I'm more I feel like I'm more of an entertainer than anything because that's like my best thing yeah. is being on stage, you know, like I'll get to connect with the audience and the people in a whole nother like way. Like, that's awesome. so yeah i was probably like about what i can remember probably about five years old six years old yeah pretty young and i remember like i, I loved michael jackson and um, so does many of us do right yeah he was like i had the leather pants the spike belt like the glove all of it try to do the moonwalk and a all true that. a true entertainer man a true <laughs> true true entertainer easy oh, yeah. man yeah. No one ever will be like that again, ever. No, he truly is a one of one. There's nobody like him. And to be thrust in this business at the age of five. I mean, he was literally yeah. professional from age of five all the way on to the you know, no. out of 50. That's, that's, 40, that's 45 years in the game, you know, of doing this at a high level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, what, the, 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 the tough thing about even Michael's situation is that when you don't get a chance to have a childhood, it matters. You know, yeah. I, I was watching uh, King Richard, the, the Serena's and Serena, you know, the, the biopic on their dad. And one thing he was big on yeah. is making sure that his daughters had a child. They, they, tennis wasn't every, it was important for them, but he wanted to have balance because he's like, I'm not going to have my kids burn out like all these other child yeah. prodigies coming up along the way. And I want, and he wants to give them balance. Yeah. And I think that's what, uh, that's also what helped them with their success is that they had balanced lives. You know, said so today we're going to Disney world. We're not doing, we're not practicing today. You know, and, and I, and I thought that yeah. was interesting because he understood at that age, like, yeah, I want my girls to be great, but I also, Want that don't want them to burn out and give up and become drug addicts yeah. and start doing drugs and things like that because they're dealing with and coping with the pressures of, of success yeah. in a white-dominated sport of two Black women from Compton, Black girls from yeah. Compton trying to win in, a, in an elitist sport of tennis. So Crazy. that's a lot. The, the mental, the, the mental, for those girls, I mean, they were pros at 16, 17 years old, you know? Yeah. That's and, amazing, man. Right. You know what I mean? You would think about it, but he was, he understood the importance of making sure that his girls had balance and much more than just trying to chase being famous and great. And don't get me wrong, there's, you know, greatness requires a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of everything. But he, but having balance and perspective is so important. <laughs> You know what I mean? I really believe. Yeah, balance is everything. Got to have balance for everything. That's the whole thing of finding out in life. Once you figure that out, you're you start to be a happier person. Absolutely. I can I can say that for for sure for sure. (laughs) And I I think when people, I think when people get into this game and they realize, okay, what does it really mean? Because from the outside looking in, when we're growing up and watching the award shows, we only see what we see on TV. Before you're actually inside the industry. You don't really know what goes on until you're inside of these. Yeah. Oh, this is really what it is, and this is the bullshit people deal with yeah. every single day, and and having to deal with yes people yeah. and a lot of stuff being constantly thrown at you. And if you're a woman in this business, it's it's yeah. double. It's a double standard. It just is. Yeah, 
You know, you're asked yeah. to do you're asked to do things that you wouldn't ask men to do. Yeah. You know, it's drug, sex, and rock and roll, man. I really, it is yeah. drug, it is drug, sex, it and rock, it's drug, sex, and rock and roll. You know, and I and yeah. I really I really believe that. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm so big on yeah. have, telling my clients and who I work with. I, I said, make sure you take days where you feel burnout. Make sure you just step away. Yeah. It's so, it is required. It is, it is, it is, is almost a must if you yeah. want to be around a long time doing this. You know For what sure. I mean? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so cool. So you've had the opportunity to work with a lot of great people, man, uh, from Jill Scott to the Avila Brothers to Fingers to John B. Love John B. Yeah. John B. Uh, yeah, DJ Quick, Exhibit, Snoop Dogg, Scoop DeVille, The Lady of Rage. Yeah. Like, tell me about those, some of those experiences, like how some of those experiences came together. Um, shoot. Well, first, first I'd say, like, the Ovula Brothers, they were, like, the first ones that, you know, got me going. And, um, okay. like, as far as professionally, you know, my mm -hmm. first, my first project that I ever recorded, I was about 15. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was just fresh. They they had me going on tours with them. We were doing so what, like radio. So like, what year? What, so what's the year? What year was this about? Roughly. Man, you're gonna tell, make me tell my age now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> That's all good. No worries. Keep going. It's fine. But but yeah, <laughs> I was I was a youngster, man. I was 15, um, and it was it was all new to me I was just tripping because I you know when you're young too you think that's what you think you think oh I'm gonna do I knew I love music I knew mm -hmm. it wasn't just for the fame mm -hmm. but I but I also wanted to I thought I was gonna blow up fast you know what I mean and and it's everybody like everybody does everybody yeah does. it's like you you think like oh man like I got this I got it but and I wasn't I wasn't that great at that time I was still fresh so they were like you know coaching me guiding me and when I was doing the uh, the tour and everything, that taught me a lot, you know, like just how to perform, how to do, have mic control, all those little key factors that play a big role into when you're performing. Um, and just keeping up with even going from, from show to show, you know, on the road, literally in a suburban, we're all packed in there just rolling um, to each show. So I, I got a lot, I got a lot of experience with them, but I, you know, like I said, I, I hooked up with them when I was 15. So like, I think like two, three years passed and then I start, you know, becoming more of a teenager and I, I start getting into trouble and stuff, you know, like I, I start hitting the streets and just doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Mm, and, um, okay. and they, their, their father, he was the manager of all of us. And, uh, he, he told me, he's like, he heard that I'm not doing, he's, he heard that I'm out there doing bad stuff in the streets, getting in fights and different stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's like, that's not a good representation of us, you know, cause they were like, they were, you know, real strict in church people and stuff. Like we, we would go and play for the youth group and go to church like three times a week. And so mm -hmm. it was like, it was a bad representation. He's like, either you're going to serve God or you're going to be of the world type of thing you know and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at that time I'm like you're not my dad I'm not gonna listen to you type, right, right, right. you know and he was my manager and I was like man I'm not even getting nowhere like you know I'm just here but I didn't understand the work that had to be put in I thought 
everything's just gonna come like that. And that is right. not well, how it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most people who don't know, I mean, you think that it's just, oh, I'm good, I'm talented, it's just supposed to happen. And I would, you know, yeah. it doesn't work like that. It was that, if yeah. it was, if it was, and, and, no, if it was that easy, first of all, we'd all, we, if, it was, if it's one straight line to success, we'd all go down the same straight line. Unfortunately, right, right. There isn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard this. No two people's careers ever exactly the same. No, they don't. It's <laughs> it's a different, it's God had to teach me different lessons in life for me right. to get where I'm at now, you know, and the way I think now, like, because mm-hmm. I just was very stubborn and I had to keep on learning and learning and learning. But but anyways, that's where I, I, I got going. Um, mm-hmm. And I met them through a friend that I had went to uh, junior high school with. Cause she was mm-hmm. dating one of the brothers and then mm-hmm. we all kind of, kind of started all hanging out and that's kind of how I hooked up with them. And then eventually, like I said, like two, three years passed. And then I was like, yeah, I want to be out of the contract, whatever. Cause he's like, well, if you're not going to be representing us, right. You know, we're going to have to cancel this. And then I was like, cool, fine. Like <laughs> I'm done. Right. You know, like, so I was like, I'm gonna go do my thing. So I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go party, do my thing and do my music. How I want to do it. Like, and so I, I did, I left and, um, started just getting on different people's songs, like different rappers and just working with different people, building my name. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, like, shoot. Then after that, like it took like maybe a few years, maybe like a couple years. And then, and then I hooked up with, um, with my boy lunch and I met lunch through, through a homie named Andrew who worked at this club I worked at. And lunch, lunch. Um, he would go up in there, and then my boy was like, "Yeah, yeah, I gotta hook you with lunch. You guys will do good music together. You guys will. I could tell you guys were vibes." And I'm like, "All right, cool." But we kept missing each other, me and lunch. So then finally, he came in one night, and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, and so we, you know, we met, and he's all, like, oh, "We're gonna be at the studio this week. Do you want to come through?" You know, um, we got everybody from homeless. They, he had homeless nation going already. They were already putting in work, like as a crew. Mm-hmm. So they had like uh, previous projects that they had released and stuff. So they were high out here in the IE, you know, but we were all just building our name, um, getting a buzz. And eventually we just started like working together. And then he took me down to um, our, like his producer at the time, which then became my producer, which is Fingers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like once we, once we connected, it was like Voltron, man. Like we just started, we had a, like dope energy with all of us and we we just were grinding for for a few years and we were making some noise a lot of noise out here in the inland empire but then from there uh you know i, I had worked lunch had hooked me up with domino i don't know if you remember domino the rapper domino um but he had he had uh, a song back in the days days that it was called ghetto jam but he had mm-hmm. he had hooked me up with him with him i did a, a feature for him just mm-hmm. started doing little stuff and then exhibit came and ended up getting on my remix because my manager at the time Karan, uh he worked over at sanctuary and uh, matthew knows beyonce's dad he was yeah. actually running that label yeah. So, yeah, yeah yeah so matthew at the time i was meeting over there we were having meetings and they he wanted to sign me but it's like he I felt like I had so many meetings, like even at Interscope, Jive Records, like they all. So you met with, so you met with all those labels. So you met with yeah, those. like there was people, like there was kind of like a little bidding thing going on for me for a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Like they, like, but the thing about it is they didn't know what to do with me, how to market me, 
Yeah. You know, because it's like it was a weird time even for like Latin rappers too. Like it's like, yeah. you know, you, well, she you, sounds black, but she's she's not. And it's just like, you know, yeah, like, and, and people think, you know, look at your name, they kind of automatically think, okay, Dominique, like, okay, she must be black. But clearly, yeah, and then not, they hear me, they and think you're I'm not black. And then you're not right. And then when they see you, you're not so the imaging, yeah. a lot of times too, the imaging has to yeah. like back back when record companies. And record companies, don't get me wrong, major companies still matter because they have budgets that indies don't have, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think, especially at that time, you know, if they didn't, if that A&R didn't have a vision, if the A&R team didn't know, then what are we going to do? You know, we can create it, but how are we going to market it? When the photo, like, the music has, the, the photos have to match the music, imaging, everything has to cohesively yeah. come together. So, and that's, that's a big thing. You have to be careful yeah. Who you're working with because yeah. they really see the vision. Yeah. It sounded like was, you know, I'm sure you had your own vision of what you wanted. Yeah. To do, right. But yeah, and that's that, why it was hard. Yeah. It was hard because it was like they were like, they wanted me to be in some like some Eve, you know, like some sexy dresses. They want, that, that's yeah. Cause that's cause like, that's you know why? Because that's the easiest route. Sex yeah. Shells, you sex shells. So let's just go the sexy route. Yeah, and that's nope. what they wanted to do. So I was just like, man, this this ain't cutting it because I'm just not, you know, that's not really me. And I don't, yeah. I was like, so I, but I did try, you know, but there's only so far I can go with that. Like, there's only so much sexy I can, I can get, you know, yeah. like, so it just, it didn't, it didn't work out. But like, like I said, I met with a lot of people, like there was kind of like a bidding war type of thing going on. And mm-hmm. Matthew was going to sign me. So he told basically Exhibit to get on my, song because he was managing exhibit at that time too mm-hmm. so and then that's how exhibit got on the remix and it was dope like i went down when he dropped the his verse i went to the studio and i was mm-hmm. in there when he dropped it his energy was crazy it was dope man it was a memorable a memorable yeah. a moment another, from another, another, another west coast legend you know who does yeah is really underrated who doesn't really get the uh yeah, when we talk about West Coast legends. We don't talk about Exhibit as much as we probably should. Yeah, we probably didn't have as much of the commercial success as some of the other West Coast rappers. He wasn't his. Yeah, cause he's more raw. He's more. He's yeah. six. He sticks to the. You know. Yeah, yeah. Sticks to that hip hop. Yeah, you know that he wasn't really as successful. He didn't have the commercial success like Snoop had or even Ice yeah. Cube had. People like that, but but. But when it comes to West Coast, you know, you can't you can't talk about the West Coast and not talk about exhibits. So that was major. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a dope moment for me, man. I'll never forget it. So so that's what happened. That's how Exhibit got on my my song. And then um and then with the with the Snoop feature, uh he had a he had a song. There's and there was a time I was talking to Snoop too, and like he was trying to do a deal with me. Like, you know, there was a bunch of things going on with me, but it just it just didn't happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said my mind at that time was like i wasn't ready for that you know when yeah. you're young you think you you think you just know it all man you you yeah. think you know it all and you gotta learn so i had more lessons to learn and that's what it is but the, the back to the snoop feature uh it came along he had the song called vato i don't know if you remember it but um yeah i do actually do remember that yeah yeah so he had he had me and a few other um mexican rappers out here from la get down on it um but yeah i was on i was on that and he shouted us out on the mixtape he was like what's up the dominique and the homeless nation you know um, jill, the jill the jill scott feature that came from the producers they're called the co-stars i don't know if you're familiar with them but um uh they had some some records back in the day 
but they had hit me up and they were working with her on the remix. So it was an official remix for Jill Scott. I didn't get to meet her, mm-hmm. but it was an official remix and that was dope. Like nice. I even got paid to do it. So that was dope. Like that's awesome. to be able to get paid from Jill Scott Jill Scott paying, you know, for, yeah, right. for that remix. So I was that's, like, Dang. that's dope. That's dope. Man. Yeah. You, so I mean you work with so many, I mean, you work with amazing names. I mean, those are really big household names you've worked with. So that's awesome, man. That's to hear about those experiences. And then, you know, you've toured uh, domestically and internationally, and you've had over songs in 50 different markets. Tell me about some of the places that you've toured to, and you've, as well as you did MTV's Rock the Vote, Rock the Vote yeah. as well. But tell me some of the places that you've toured and where have you gone? Uh, man, I mean, pretty much a lot all through the States, like in all through here. Um, there's a few spots that I didn't hit, like, um, and you were doing all this as an indie were you signed or were you doing this all this no like I, I had an investor like oh okay. see like yeah see so so when i met lunch mm-hmm. I, I was working at a strip club <laughs> okay. okay so that's basically i i started dancing to like make more money so i can find an investor in the club to put my record out and that's what i did that's how i put my first album out myself i got a tour bus and everything i got an investor in the <laughs> And I met him in the club. I was okay. like, I put a business hey. proposal together, and hey, I, but know. see, I, but see, that lets me know you learned the bit. See, that right there tells me that okay, you get it. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're wrong. You you did you did what you did, but you have a mean you had a means to an end. You know why you were doing? Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't Not- gonna. <laughs> I definitely didn't want to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I hear you. I hear you. So you got the investor, yeah. and then you guys went on the but road. But it was. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Well, basically, I got. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So yes, yeah, so so yeah, I got the investor. Um, and that's how like I was able to do to hit the road, and then not not only that, just even just after I got the investor, that helped me to create my buzz. You know, yeah. that money helped, and then people knew me like, and they already knew. So I opened up for Baby Bash. Um, mm-hmm. um, a gang of people, man, like uh, Yin Yang Twins. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all through all through the states, Miami, New York, Texas, uh, Vegas, um, nice. all the main spots for sure. San Francisco, San Francisco, all through Cali, all up nice. north, um, and then Japan. We we hit that. I think it was like three times I went to Japan, so that was dope. That too. must have been really cool. That must have been really really cool. Yeah, it was dope, man. I went out there with my boy Fingers. He had couple tours going out there and um it was dope man it was an experience too something something i'll never forget awesome that's awesome man that's really cool thank you and when you did you did rock the mtv's rock the vote rock the vote tell me about that yeah so uh my manager at the time karan had hooked me up with that and we did we did a few dates for the rock the vote tour i wasn't on the whole tour but i did okay some spot dates gotcha yeah yeah and then even with the Vans Warp Tour, I did that too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, he that... got me on shows of that too. That was pretty dope. And how was that? Because I know they don't do they do a lot of hip hop stuff because or because you know or they do a lot more rock and you know. There, it was it was a combination. Stuff. It was a combination, for sure. For like, sure. but you know, it was more on like some more I would say hip hop stuff like hip hop and rock. Cool. That's what's up. That is what's up. I love that. And that and. And you also are a um, an actress as well too. So you were attending the Los Angeles Recording School, 
and they discovered you on latinrapper.com. And then yeah. you got discovered by a lot of, by some casting directors. So, so how was that? Because the acting world is much different from. Yeah, I didn't from, expect that. You know, like <laughs> from the music world, it's much much different. So tell me about yeah. that. How how did that come about? Um. Well, like, like, like I said, like I had built a reputation from the, from the rapping already. You know, I set mm -hmm. myself up with people knowing who Diamonique was and mm -hmm. built female rappers from the West Coast type thing. So, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Training Day. Yeah. But yeah so so the director and writer of that his name's david ayer and he he's the one who um who did the film i'm i was in which is called end of watch mm -hmm. and um so yeah so basically they were looking for that type of look like you know chicana from the west coast and they they already they saw that i was uh, like you know good with the rapping they said looked at videos and well, rapping is kind of like that too. You get into your character, you know, you get into, yeah. I get into Diamonique, who Diamonique is. And when I'm just regular, I'm just Monique, you know, but when I become Diamonique, it's a, it's a switch, you know, <laughs> so you get in a character kind of, you know, yeah. it's still you, but you just turn it up a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I got you, I got you. But yeah, so, so David Ayer, um, they, they hit me on Facebook and at first I thought it was, I thought it was some bullshit. I was like, man, is this real, you know, cause people be hitting you up on Facebook and all the social media stuff. And like some of it's, a lot of it's like spam and you gotta weed through it. So um, the casting director hit me up and then said, you, we want you to come audition for this movie and stuff. And then she put like, like his name and who's directing it. And I started looking I'm like, oh, like I looked him up like, hmm, like maybe this might be real. Like, so I went on the audition the next day, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, they they were like they liked me and then I was like dang like that's crazy so they told me to come back the next day mm -hmm. and I actually went for the role of Lala she played um she was in one in my crew um in the movie and to watch she's mm -hmm. like the leader of the crew so I was going for her role but um I already knew once I seen her in the in the hallway and she was auditioning because I know her too her name's okay. Flockies and she's like she's like a She's a, 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 you know, Mexican rapper from L.A. She's from South Central for real, though. Like, she really okay. is. Like, she grew up like in South Central. So when I saw her there, I was like, damn, she's going to get that shit. Right. I already knew, like, I already knew. And I was like, I'm going to just do me, you know? That's, do all what you I can, do. that's all you can do. All you can do is do you what you got, what you bring to the table. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But it was, a, it was dope. Like, you know, like, I'm glad that she got it, you know, because she did her thing on it. Much respect to Flockies um but yeah so then like so then the second time when I went and I and so they're, they're like okay so they call me and they're like okay well you didn't get the part for Lala but David really likes you he wants to keep you in the movie we want to find um a part for you to keep you in, in this movie and I said okay cool and so they they hit me back and then the cast casting director's like okay we got a role for you this is supposed to be for a guy the roles um your name's Wicked it's supposed to be for a guy but he wants you to audition for it. And I said, okay. And then, so um, she said, well, if you, if you, uh, if you shave, can you shave your head? Like they wanted me to shave my head, like bald. Mm -hmm. And did I was like, what? Did you do it? Hell no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? And then, and I said, oh, heck no. I was like, I can't do that, man. I said, I'm an artist first before an actor. I was like, in my hair and my look, 
has a lot to do. Like I, I need that for 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 me. Like I can't right. take my hair off. Like right. I can't, you know, be wearing wigs for you know that. <laughs> like, right, right. So right, she right. just started laughing. She's like, okay. She, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I appreciate the offer, but I'm gonna have to pass on it. And then she's she's like, okay. So then the next day she called, and then she's like, okay. I talked to David. He says you don't have to shave your head if you want the role. And then I said, yep. I'm down, like count me in, like. Cool. <laughs> that means they, so that I'm means they, that means they really wanted you. That means they respected you. Yeah, I think because I held yeah. my ground and yeah, I was they, like jumping for like, oh, yeah, like, desperate, so, you know. So many people, and that's also too comes from your experience in the game. Yeah, think, and not I, to say like I was excited, but like I'm like, yeah, I can't you, change me, man. Right, like, you think much. right, and at the end of the day, okay, this movie's gonna come and it's gonna be cool. Yeah. But is, you're thinking, okay, is this movie going to really change my life to the point where it's like, okay, I did this movie, yeah. and is it going to make yeah. me millions and millions of dollars because I did this movie? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't think so. So, you know. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's funny you say that because I had told her, I said, man, I said, I'm going to shave my head. I was like, is she, are, are, is, am I going to get paid like G.I. Jane? Like, <laughs> right, and then, right, and then she just started laughing. And she's like, "No, I was like, oh, then I can't do it." <laughs> no, for sure, because they got because a lot of times that 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 director doesn't realize that you have a whole brand that you're building, and people know who you are. And all of a sudden, now you start going on with a shaved head, unless that's what you want to do. Yeah, I know. I follow this rapper. Her name's Reverie. You know who Reverie is? Oh yeah, she's dope, man. Yeah, she's she, hella yeah, dope. Yeah, she's super. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so she used to. She just gave her head. Huh? Yeah, that's why I bring it up. Yeah, yeah because she um. She, but she looks good in it. Like exactly. I, I won't look good with a bald head, man. Like, right, 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 right. Nah, she, she been, <laughs> I mean, she's been doing her thing. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's been grinding for a long time too. Right, she right, doing, right. For sure, you know? for sure. Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah guys we're back I had to take care of something real quick we are back uh but yeah we were talking about yeah like you talk about you know having to shave your head and we talk about like reverie and yeah she did that and i know her because she used to my man essence i don't know if you know him he used to manage <laughs> he used to manage yeah <laughs> S, yeah and he's a good friend of mine he's out of the midwest he's out of the cleveland ohio area really good dude really cool character oh. going to professional minor league basketball team and all that, but yeah, I know he used to work with her. And then, uh, man, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. The other chick that, she used to be cool with Reverie, she's an actress too, and I'm forgetting uh, her name. I, I'll come back to it. But um, yeah, man, but I think that was smart for you to, to understand where your brand was and knowing that Okay, yeah, I can do this movie, but ultimately my art comes first, my music comes first. It means yeah. your brand, your brand is everything, you know. Yeah. And you, and you were, at, and that comes along with your 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 wisdom of your experience mm -hmm. in the in the yeah. industry under, and knowing when to when to hold your own. Because there's times, yeah. there's times when you're gonna need to hold your own. Because yeah. That director after he shoots that movie, all right, he's moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you still got to live with the fact of what did I do? Did I just fuck up my brand because I'm trying right. to do this movie that is cool, but it's not yeah. exactly, it's not like it's paying me 10 million bucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It did pay me some good money though. That's, no, that's, good. that's good like, though. That's good though. Uh, that's always good. Yeah, I was blessed. I was like, I did not expect that at all. Like, cause 
it went number one the first week it was in the in the theater and went nice. box office number one so nice. i was like dang i did not think it was going to be like that so i was like man i was i was very happy and blessed that they chose me and i appreciate that shout out to david ayer everybody over there that's cool man i'm happy for you i'm happy for you um thank you cool and i know you well, uh, you have some other projects yeah Which... man i got a lot of things bubbling right now i got a few things going on i got this you know obviously the project with me and lunch lunch and neek uh we got a few singles out right now we got um uh, get your bread up featuring Southpaw. We got I'm Whoa. Um, we got Catch Me Outside featuring Casey Veggies. And then we got um, we got another video we're gonna be dropping pretty soon. Uh, I don't want to say the name because I don't want to blow the cover. Right. We, uh, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be probably we're gonna be dropping that I think mid November. So that's me and Lunch's project, Lunch and Neek. And then I'm also working with um, my boy Flawless, who I've also been friends for a long time and it's like that's like a whole nother like genre to me it's like more like i'd say like like uh pop uh hip-hop rap like rap pop type of stuff like but more positivity type of vibe um but yeah we got we got a few singles out right now like man i don't even i don't remember flawless be having the torch under me so <laughs> so i'm just like working working i forget how many were dropping but i'm doing that right now uh, flawless and diamond project uh we just dropped um say something uh flawless just dropped loyalty and then I, we have a song called love easy that's going to be dropping too nice. Yeah. nice yeah so and then um and then uh, i also have a movie that i'm directing right now and i'm also acting in it and doing the, the music for it it's um it's called red and okay. um, yeah a lady that i've been working with uh buff patterson she's amazing um actress comedian been knowing her for for a few years now and um we've been working on this she she wrote it um i'm directing it and yeah we uh, lunch has has a role in there my boy um who else in there my boy royalty um but yeah like that's that that's exciting for me because it's like a whole new thing like directing you know like because yeah. I, I i also do videography and editing um so that take that's like where i get like most of my my income from is video editing content creating type stuff no no you gotta do what you gotta do you know yeah I mean? so, yeah <laughs> no, no, i totally i totally get it yeah i got i also got to mention uh we also got me uh, lunch in south paul got a platform we're building called it etv and um you know, we're going to have the IT, the ETV radio. We're going to be playing. We're going to start in the IE in, in the Empire. Mm -hmm. be playing like local artists out here. But eventually, once we get this going, then, you know, we can incorporate other artists from other areas and stuff. But, um, but yeah, we're excited about that. It's, uh, we're gonna, we're, we have a YouTube channel right now, still fresh. So I got, I got a lot of video editing to do right now. But probably come January, February, we are going to have an actual uh, website. For the platform so people be able to watch movies videos uh, listen to the radio like to the music different artists so it's pretty exciting man good times that's awesome man look you have been to me really cool that's one thing i love about my podcast is that i get a chance to talk to people who i'm not familiar with you get a chance to get to learn their story and I mean, you've done such an you've done some amazing things like 
if you were to stop right now, you've already been successful. I, I feel I, like, like, that, and and I, that's that, like that. I feel like you're right. Like, I feel like I've, I'm complete, like, because I'm doing what I love. I can't, I can't be mad at it. You know, if I was to die now, I would be like, thank you, God. Like, you blessed me. Yeah. Right. Um, no, and, I, and that, that, that's, that, that's really, that's important, man. I just try to, look, success is relative to everybody. Everybody's not going to get a chance to be the A-lister. Yeah. You know, even when it comes to music or it comes to film, because the numbers just don't allow for it. There's too many yeah. people. Yeah. But once you, once you do it for as long as I have, yeah. you don't want to be an A-lister. You just want to <laughs> be in the cut. Making right. your money and doing what you love, and that's it. Absolutely, no. That's a good. That, that that's yeah. that that that's a good. That's a good mentality to have, and that's also too. That also comes. With, you've been doing so a long time, and yeah. just your wisdom of, of the game. Like you understand what the real game is. Most people when they first yeah. come in, first come, especially this just because you are not old enough to know before social media. Before yeah. the days of social media, where you had to grind a little bit, and so yeah. these days you have. It's instant. People want instant everything. And instant like, gratification. They, right, they don't want to work for anything. They just want to yeah. become instant. And just, see, you, you come from an era where just because you have a little bit of success, doesn't yeah, mean the success is going to keep coming right after you did something successful. It doesn't you got to keep planting those right. seeds and watering. You exactly. You do, uh, yeah. And so that's yeah. a lot. So I think people think that, um, you know, I think people think that we should have that 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 we should that uh they should just come that easy and it just doesn't. So yeah. man, it's been it's been great. So uh, before we get out of here, man, where can the people find you? Where can they when they, where can they connect with you? Man, um, shoot, you can catch me on on Instagram. It's Diamonique909. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E 909. Um, that's my TikTok, that's my Instagram. Facebook is Diamonique Noriega, N-O-R-I-E-G-A. Um, you can check me out on YouTube. I haven't been posting as many videos in a long time, but I'm about to get on those videos on my own channel pretty soon. You guys are going to see some content. But, um, but yeah, man, and then uh, follow my business page, Diamond Cut Pruds, D-I-A-M-O-N-D-P-R-O-D-Z. That's my business page on Instagram. And then Lunch and Neek, man. Follow Lunch and Neek. L-U-N-C-H-A-N-D-N-I-Q-U-E. Oh, and if you could please follow uh, Flawless and Diamonique. Um, it's, uh, what is it? We are FXD. That's what it is. At We are FXD. So, well, man. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on. I'll get, I'll get everything from you and put it in the show notes to make sure people can follow that. Okay? Appreciate that. So, I appreciate man. you, Terrell. I appreciate hey, your time. Yeah, it's all good, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to get to know you. Um, and you know, we can build from here. It's all good. I'm, I'm actually at the time of this recording. I'm, in, I'm going to interview Neek. I'm going to interview lunch uh, tomorrow. No, <laughs> yeah, he told me that he said it's time up for tomorrow because he's like, yeah. he's pretty. I'm like, man, I already did that. We, we got it. We got yeah, it so it'll be cool to kind of. I told him I wanted to kind of get you guys separately, and then you yeah. know, it's cool. So I'm looking forward to that. So cool. All right, guys. Well, look, this has been another episode of the Encourage Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Terrell Pierre. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.